Twitter. <laughs> this episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. We welcome you to another episode of Taking It to the House. I'm Dr. Jania Hoover. Welcome to Taking It to the House. My first issue and concern is related to the NCAA tournament, March Madness, something that we didn't have last year and we have this year. And the disparities between the women and men. So for those that haven't seen, there were some pictures that were put on social media that exposed the differences in the weight room, weight facilities for the men's teams and the women's teams, as well as issues with disparities in their um, COVID testing protocols and such. So I understand that the men's teams generate much more money for the schools, but in my opinion, that's not an excuse for there to be such gross and vast disparities between the two. Victor, what you got? It's exciting. It's March Madness. This is the first time we've had tournament basketball in two years. It does not feel like two years. But nonetheless, have y'all seen what the Pac-12 is doing? Have y'all seen my squad? Look, I went to school from 94 to 98 at SC. We didn't have a basketball team. We had one on paper, but everyone would go watch UCLA play. So to see the Pac-12 doing what they're doing, I'm I'm all I'm all in. I'm I'm all in. Okay. So that's what I'm burning on. Let's have fun today. Like you two, I'm excited too for the NCAA because it's just sports. I'm a fan of sports. So NCAA. Yeah, you got some disparities going on. COVID is still here, but I want to applaud you for putting it in under one roof, per se. All of the NCAA games are for the men are being played in Indiana, Indianapolis. So I applaud you for trying and getting it done. And so far, it's success. Other take I want to say is Brianna Taylor. Say her name, say her name, say her name. And this is my burn. She did nothing and die. So don't get me wrong when I say this. Boulder, Colorado, I hurt of the loss of lives. I hurt. But you have a white man that goes in their grocery store with an assault rifle, kills 10 people to include a cop, and he's able to walk out. But Breonna Taylor did nothing in her home, sleep. Is it the color of her skin? Tell me what's going on. Oh, I want to have a good time, but that bothers me. That's my opening bird. Yeah, absolutely. And we can see these types of disparities even while we enjoy the pleasant distraction of March Madness, but we still have all of these events in the background, right? We can't forget about these um, disparities, this racism and prejudicial treatment, uh, hate crimes towards Asian Americans, um, culminating with this uh, mass killing in Atlanta last week. So yes, sports can distract us momentarily, but we always have to be mindful that there are these broader, major, significant concerns 
and issues that are taking place. So thank you for reminding us um, of that because it's true. Breonna Taylor still hasn't gotten justice. They um, have just finished jury selection for the killer of George Floyd. So we will definitely see what happens with that one as well. So March Madness, always, um, always fun. This was definitely a big gap from, from last year. You know, everything was on pause. And um, the NBA season, still staying with basketball, the NBA season is in full swing. We're in the second half. And some teams are starting to sing a slightly different tune. So I want to see, gentlemen, how are you feeling? What are you thinking about some of the teams? Who are the contenders? Who are the pretenders? Well, if we're talking about the NBA, um, you've got the Sixers still by record representing the East. Uh, you got the Jazz still by record representing the West. But I don't believe either of those are the best team. If I had a power ranking, I would begin with the, 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 the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. They are awesome. They are balling really well. They have put all of my cares and fears to rest. Who's going to be holding the ball? They're all ball dominant. No, they are just playing very well. KD's been injured with a hamstring. Sounds like it's more than that. He's been gone already a month. And yet there's some synergy with uh, Harden and Kyrie. They're playing very well. As a matter of fact, Harden hasn't missed a game and he's playing at an elite level, almost MVP level, level, if you will. Uh, but if I have a give a taking it to the house power ranking, it would be the Brooklyn Nets. Several in, injuries, but I don't want to talk about the injuries just yet. I'm going to talk about this second half. I'm excited because it is a truncated season. We are in the second half, and now everything needs to be wrapped up. The team that I, my co-host here, Dr. Jania Hoover, said the Hawks. Watch out for the Hawks. She said that in the very beginning of the season. Well, they fired their coach, uh, Lloyd Carr, and since then, I believe they are 10-1 and one since they fired the coach. I didn't like the firing. To me, it was unjust. But yet, look at the results. And so Atlanta Hawks are doing the damn thing. LA Lakers, injury bug hit them. And I have reason for concern. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I'm excited because the second half of the season means teams should be getting themselves together, getting that momentum and getting ready for the playoffs. So I'm excited. NCAA's here, the Matt March Madness, and then we got the teams in the NBA ramping up for the playoffs. Vic, I'm excited. I'm just happy because as our co-host said, sports is a distraction and it is my distraction, NBA in particular. What's your distractions? What's, what's, what's got you excited nowadays? I know it's March Madness. What's got you excited nowadays? Sir? Excitement or nervous energy? Uh, Sticking with the NBA theme, Lakers scare me now. You you know, a few weeks oh. ago, I was all Laker in, and I can't be excited right now. I'm scared. It's it's at times it's very hard to recognize that LeBron James is aging. Not only is aging, that means the opportunity for injuries, but he has been so dominant, so indestructible over the years. So when those those nagging injuries or something as severe as a high ankle sprain, almost equivalent to what happened, what, two years ago with the groin injury. It's scary because he doesn't go down. 
And not only that he went down, he went down so late in the season. It's already March. We're a week left, and then it's April. Playoffs typically start mid to late April. Having LeBron out, AD already out, I, I'm nervous. I'm scared. It's the last day of the trade deadline. What moves will happen and Rob we trust. But to be excited about my team, not so much. Excited about NBA basketball, there's some great storylines coming down. To your point, the 76ers excite me. I know you have picked the Brooklyn Nets all the way to represent the East. I'm really excited about the opportunity for there to be the Eastern Conference Finals between the Nets and the Sixers. Another thing that excites me that I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, Kyrie's going to Kyrie. And right now he's kind of kyrie So allegedly his birthday, not allegedly, his birthday is on the 23rd of March. He had to take a family matters break again. So did he leave because it's his birthday? I don't know. But Kyrie hasn't gone to full Kyrie mode. Is it because all three of the players have not been on the court at the same time for an extended amount of time? Even though KD has been injured and the Nets are playing well, they still have not had the opportunity to gel as a team. I don't know how many games they played together, but they played more games apart where the Super 3 has not been together. So the longer that takes, and then they're trying to gel during the playoff, that's going to be exciting because it gives me something to watch from a non-basketball perspective, but more from a organizational leadership, group dynamics, how does Steve Kerr and – I'm sorry, how does uh, Steve Nash and, and Mike D'Antoni try to really uh, get that get that team uh, gelling? So that's an exciting storyline I'm interested to watch. From the West, are the Jazz for real? Are they really for real or are they paper champions? We've always said it, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, there's two seasons. You have a regular season and you have the playoff season. So who are the Jazz? I would like to see what those Nuggets are going to do because they were scrappy in the bubble. So as we as we get closer down the stretch, it is becoming more exciting basketball just because of storylines. But uh, between that piece and then injuries as a whole, there's one thing to play against COVID, and we know it's always been there for the last 12 months. Now we're playing against the injury bug, and I do not want that to dictate the excitement of the season uh, moving down because some of the, the star players are getting injured and uh, having some actually some season ending uh, injuries that have been occurring. So that's, that's something I'm very excited about watching and how these things are unfolding the next six weeks. I got a, so you make a very good point. There is reason for concern in Lakerland because it is so late in the season and their age However, Anthony Davis, he was warming up yesterday. So it's already been, what, four weeks? And he have another couple weeks pending on this diagnosis on Friday. I believe he's going to get reevaluated on Friday. Um, LeBron James, his injury, high ankle sprain, they're tricky. They are very tricky. So generally, it's, it's, it's four weeks. But what I saw when I reviewed the tape, saw him go down, I didn't see it. A, a necessary high impact or a crumple that that went on so i think he's going to be back sooner than later but if they are successful the team is successful they get a little help from the other teams in the nba and i think they're going to need help 
your concerns are valid, they will drop. And, and most of you know, only the top eight teams will make it to the playoffs. They can conceivably drop down to the seventh and eight to the play-in games. And we don't want that to happen because our stars are injured. So let's just, let's just hope that their injuries do, they come back, number one, they do come back healthy and they don't drop so far down. Embiid is another for the Sixers. He's been hurt. It was his first game back after the All-Star, so he hyperextended his knee, and so he had a bone bruise, and so he's been out uh, for a, a couple of weeks now. The Sixers may take a hit on the uh, on their standings. Again, the Nets are right behind them, and watch out for the Hawks. Watch out for the Hawks. Do you think how far can the Lakers fall in the rankings? There still be a playoff seed, but still be competitive. I remember one year, Houston Rockets, we're talking about the, the early 90s. They were number six seed and still ran the table. So I don't have an issue if we know we can opt in for rest for AD and LeBron, knowing that we have enough firepower yeah. Yeah. to make a recovery during the, the uh, playoffs. My concern is, are we deep enough? Do we have enough, one, to sustain that for the rest of the, the regular season? And two, are we strong enough to be a lower seed and compete against uh, you know, one, two, uh, the higher seeds, if we do that uh, strategy. Yeah. 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 Good point. Good question. It is a forced rest for both of them and, and both of them need it, but how will they come back? Will they come back whole? Will they come back healthy? If they're whole and they're healthy against any of the other teams in the West, I still put my hand, uh, chances with the Lakers because they're two all-stars they just done, they know how to do it. And, and, um, I, I, I think they have the horses to do it. So if they go to seventh or eighth, eighth right now they would be playing the Jazz. Yes, they can they can take, take the Jazz. Can they take the Suns if they're the seventh? Yes, they can take the Suns. But there's a lot of games to be played, a lot, lot of game left, and we still don't know how far they're going to fall. I expect them to fall because of the injuries, but they need the rest at the same time. All right, so word is right now they're talking about this trade. They're going to throw names out there just for – the ratings. They're going to throw names out there just to create the buzz. They're going to throw names out there just so agents can increase the value of their player. Kyle Lowry. Do we need him? Do we need anything no. right now? Again, we're dealing with some yes. injuries. Do we need a solid third person or a Schroeder, our guy? And did we need drumming? Like, what, what do you see right here if there's any movement that Rob needs to do? Yeah, because if we stand pat, we will drop like a rock. And we can't... Board two, I don't think we want to. I would rather stay in the top four, but you still got to play the games, right? So our glaring hole is really in the middle. Uh, Marcus All, seven footer, once was defensive player of the year. He was playing MVP level as well, but Marcus All is just a shadow of himself. He cannot move on defense. We need somebody in the middle just to be able to protect the paint. An athletic big would go a long way. You got the Drummonds that are out there. So um, if Rob can pull that off, then we can sustain uh, AD LeBron being gone for, for a little while. But we're still going to need Kuzma, Schroeder, uh, and anybody else by committee. Just step your game up just a little bit more as a Laker. Uh, but we don't need uh, Lowry because AD and Brunner out would be very helpful. But what are you going to do with Shooter? Who's going to start? Who's going to come off the bench? And what happens when they come back? So you got to think about long-term as well. Uh, long-term being the extended season uh, to 2021, not to 2022. So uh, we need a big man. Lowry's not it. I got to say that 
Um, Victor, it sounds like you're wavering between the Jazz being uh, contenders and <laughs> you sounded like you were looking at them as pretenders. I got to put my plug in for them. I watched them last year and they were sufficiently tested and they're the team that I'm watching. You know, we, we see a history of teams that have um, experienced adversity in the playoffs and then they come back completely dialed in. So, yes. Unc, you said that seeing the Jazz in, in the first round, you're confident that the Lakers can take them. I'm not. Not with playing the way that they're playing right now, and especially not if there's any semblance or, of um, a lack of uh, congruence and, and, and the team being able to, to gel with, with the different players being out and coming back in. Um, and then also just with the Jazz, they're a really solid team and they've they've just gotten better since their um playoff experience last year so i had to had to get that in i am watching the jazz y'all know i stand by whatever i say so you know we can revisit the conversation about the hawks as well as the jazz when we get later in the season but we could not get this far into a show we can't leave without addressing the nfl which is um, we're starting to hear a lot more conversations. So just share a couple of thoughts, Victor, what's going on with your team? What, uh, what moves, you know, is there anything that surprised you? Is there anything that you want to see from, from your team or any others? Just what are your initial thoughts based on this point of the off season? I have to subscribe to in the Ravens. I trust. And Eric DaCosta, I trust. It's like I trusted Ozzie Newsom, but I cannot say did not cause some significant level of alarm when I saw most of the defensive line of the Ravens get traded. Uh, Matthew Judon left, Nwake went. Uh, we still got Clay's Campbell, but uh, we're, we're losing some players. And we've always been able to rebuild. We've always been able to reload without rebuilding. Uh, so I am interested in seeing what they're trying to do on defense and what what's up their sleeve, because I did not think that the defense was an issue. We went ahead and addressed that in the offseason last year. We we're able to beat the other uh, Titans because of that running game that the Titans have. So we, we, we addressed that. I'm still looking at on the offensive side. Who's our number one receiver? I, I, I like Hollywood Brown, but he's still young. I thought we would have a chance to get one of these veteran receivers out there. So I'm, I'm interested in that aspect of it. So it is causing some level of concern in one vein. But again, I trust the Ravens. They've always made the great moves. They've always made the right moves. And, and again, what I've always respected about the Ravens, they make the best cultural move. If you remember, we had went and got Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas only lasted half of a half of an offseason after last year and his debacle. And he had some challenges with some of the teammates and we vote him off the team. And it's amazing when the Ravens vote you off the team, Earl Thomas, as great as he was with uh, Seattle and as great as he was with us for that first season in, in the Ravens, he has not had a, a team yet. He has still not been signed. So it says something about organizational culture when teams value the culture and the cohesion and their brand more than the quality of player. So I trust what the Ravens are going to do. It just kind of, I was taken aback when I saw half the defensive line be traded away. 
Well, the Bucks are reloading, y'all. They're trying to run it back. Resign Brady. Resign most of the defensive stars. Gronk is coming back. They're trying to reload and do it all over again. So in this day of free agency, they're just saying, no, we don't need anybody else out there. Let's just resign who we have. And so watch out. They're setting the bar on taking a salary cap, excuse me, a, a salary hit Tom Brady so he can re-sign his other players so they can start making their money as well. So if they come back, watch out for the Bucks. Since we're talking the NFL, I don't have an NFL team, but I want to talk about Drew Brees. Uh, happy trails to you. Good luck to you, my man. And thank you for providing me entertainment for as long as you did and at a high level. Thank you, Drew Brees. And I know New Orleans Saints are going to miss you. It's Jameis Winston. I, my question is, Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis, are you going to QB? You've now been under the tutelage of Drew Brees. Are you going to take the helm now? Or are you guys going to, you going to let the other guy? Come on, Jameis. Step up. Step your game up. New England. Let's remember that most of their players on the defense, I think five, six players on defense actually sat out because of COVID. They re-signed Cam Newton, and now their team is coming back, and they just got a couple new tight ends from free, by free agency. Well, let's remember, Cam Newton was at his best with Greg Olson down in Carolina. New England was at its best when they were running Hernandez and Gronk at, at two tight ends. So I, I think Bill Belichick, he said, yeah, Tom, Brady, you may have won the first uh, – part, if you will, of the divorce, but I'm reloading. Let's see what happens in, the, in, this, in this next new year. So, Dak, you made your money, sir. I have not been able on air on this platform, in this platform, to tell the world that I'm proud of you. You stuck to your guns and you got paid. Do the doggone thing, Dak. <laughs> and you bent Jerry over. <laughs> Go ahead, Dak. That's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I like what you said about the Patriots, but I'm questioning right now Bill Belichick's motives. For one, great, great moves on their part. Uh, one, this is the most money he's spent on his team in in decades. But what I think before he's going after Tom Brady, I think he's saying, how the heck did I let the Buffalo Bills win my division? <laughs> so he's now finding himself in a position where he has to win his division first before he starts gunning for the whole AFC. So it was surprising to see that they uh, re-signed Cam Newton. I, you heard a lot of grumblings last year. But I think, again, everyone has to remember, most of the NFL did not have a preseason. They did not have an offseason. So you're giving Bill Belichick a chance with a seasoned quarterback in Cam Newton a whole offseason to really train, get to understand the offense, and like you say, he has some new weapons and really go to, go to town. But I, I, like the, I know he's all about the rings. But right now, his thing needs to be about beating the Buffalo Bills, who's also have been reloading. And they're and they're, and they're saying, hey, this this division belongs to us for now uh, for the next 10 years. But another thing, I, I do like how the Bucks have reloaded. And it's scary. But I can just see Tom Brady right now sitting back on his on his porch in Tampa Bay saying, I just made Drew Brees retire. I put him out the passion. I came in in one year. No offseason took this man's division from him and this ring, the same ring he's been trying to get for the last 10 years. And I sent him out the pasture. And guess who he's saying? Who's next? Aaron, this used to be your conference. It's mine too. Man's game. So this is exciting from that aspect to watch Tom Brady 
saying, hey, look, I don't need any more money. I'm about winning championships. I got some. What, what they said back in the days, ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. So Tom Brady's like, look, Super Bowl rings on me. Let's go. So everybody is ready. And to see what he's going to do in the NFC, I'm calling my shots now. I am not going against Tom Brady until the dude has got his gold jacket. Bucks will be in the playoffs. Bucks will be in the Super Bowl next year. Who, 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 who's, who's threatening them? NFC West, who you got? Who? The, the, okay. the Niners okay. still do not know what quarterback they're going to have. Matt Stafford's okay. going to take the, the Rams in one year? Nope. Russell Wilson, will he even be on the team? Kyle Murray, I love what they did in Arizona. Nope, not giving them a chance. It, the biggest threat to Tom Brady from repeating uh, uh, an NFC championship game, you hear me that? Repeating becoming NFC champion, not a Super Bowl champion, NFC champion is Aaron Rodgers. No one else. NFC East is still trying to pick up their teeth from last year. They're done. So Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. That's it. That's who the NFC belongs to right now. I do not see any teams right now that threaten them. The only thing that threatens them is injuries. In the AFC, I can't, it's a toss-up for the AFC. So I I, I, mean, I am excited to see some of these moves, but Bruce Arians and Tampa Bay chips in the center of the table, all in. If you want to beat a man, beat the man, and we the man. So uh, exciting. Yeah. So um, this conversation has been sufficiently uncomfortable for me. Um, for those that don't remember, I'm a fan of the Atlanta Falcons, and they're in the same division with the New Orleans Saints as well as the Tampa Buccaneers. So unfortunately, even though I didn't like it, I didn't hear any lies. Just where we are at this point in the in free agency for the team that I like and support, they're screwed just because of the salary cap situation. <laughs> I really wish that the salary cap wasn't a thing. Like, why can't they just pay as much as, as they want to, like baseball does? But that's another topic for another day. So the Falcons haven't made any splashy moves. And I really don't think that those are necessary. I don't think that that's the key to, to success in this league. I do think that they are going to have to take some time to get their, get their bearing. Um, there's a new GM. There's a new coach. Not a lot of money to work with. They restructured Matt Ryan's contract. I've been telling people uh, for a long time that they were not moving on from Matt Ryan this year. People didn't believe me. Um, there's a lot to be seen. They lost, or not lost, but to free agency. Some of my favorite players, one of them being Keanu Neal. Um, DeMonte KZ is, is also uh, meeting with the Cowboys as well. So I don't like to see it, but of course you want players to do well. I want my team to do well. But like my cousin said, there's there isn't any significant obstacle to the Bucks being able to repeat. And Bruce Arians is a hell of a coach and he just needed a, a system that was going to work to that level. He was always just right there. And now he's got all of the pieces that he needs. He was always one of my favorite coaches. And then now it's, you know, I can't root for him because he's got 
you know, the people that I don't like and he's in the division that I like. But I'm excited. I want to see, I'm excited to see what happens in free agency. I'm excited to see what these teams do in the draft. Uh, speaking of, of Dak and other players, I always want them to make their money. I always want them to get paid, especially when it comes to black quarterbacks, just because historically speaking, and even now they have a much shorter leash. The, the benefit of Dak getting injured when he did and the way that he did was it showed the entire world how much his presence was needed. And he basically, you know, he was able to, to get the money that he was asking for and really deserved. And I use deserved in uh, air quotes. But yeah, those are my random ruminations just based on where we are at this point. Um, it's always amazing. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for uh, watching and continuing to engage with us. And we'll see you next time. Victor, what are your thoughts? For one, 1992 was a good year. When I was in high school, I was about 16 years old, and there's this game that came out called Mortal Kombat. Great game. Finish them. Fatality, Sub-Zero, you know, Scorpion, Johnny Cage, all this great stuff. Then they made a movie three years later, 95. I was in college, sophomore year, college. And they made another movie, 97, which flopped. Why in the H-E double are they having another movie come out in 2021? Who remembers these movies? And who wants to watch these movies? Look, play the video game call of the day. But come on, man. I just saw this trailer. I said, this has got to be who watches this at the 30 years. A video game turned movie, and the movie sucked. So as we go on for this next week, maybe you all will see the trailer. Those of, the, those of you all who know what I know. And when I shared off air, come on, man. Just play video games and call it. They don't put this movie out. My closing burn um, take is just to the Elgin Baylor family. Rest in peace. First of many to bring flair to the air. You're pre-Jordan. You're pre-Dr. J. And what I learned in your passing that you were playing basketball and serving in the reserves at the same time. So, sir, I salute you to the Baylor family. May he and you all rest knowing that he's in a better place. <laughs> I forgot to, uh, to hit, uh, hit us on social media or something, but it, it's all good. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. you forget to say goodbye. <laughs> My, the preview that I'm not excited about is the Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited about that. Those jokes have been fine for 70 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a comic. <laughs> Every time it comes years, my mom's man. like, isn't he dead? I thought he was dead a long time ago. Where's he? <laughs> That's a date night with me and my wife. I'm taking her out. And if you don't want to go, I'll go by myself. <laughs> I think it comes out next week. I think. It's, it's I'm not going to see it. I'll wait. I got a hundred channels. I'll wait till it comes on one of them. <laughs> commercial free or commercial, it don't matter. Just because ain't nothing else on yeah. TV.